Okay, turn on the camera. <laughs> Josh Birnbaum, Alrighty. step on up. Get on the scale, son. <laughs> Get off the scale. Turn off the Welcome to Something Crunchy. The Valley's number one comedy entertainment podcast. Biscuit is homies with Blake. Blake is the older brother of Blair. And Blair is married to Biscuit. Here are your hosts, Colin Blake with Blair and Tyler Dressel. Welcome to Something Crunchy. I'm Kellen Blake. With me as always, Blair and Heather Dressel. Thank you for joining us by way of 97.3 The Rattler or wherever you get your podcast. We have another very crunchy guest joining us tonight. He's an actor and stand-up comedian who you've seen in Heavyweights, Freaks and Geeks, Boy Meets World, and of course you know him best for playing Goldberg in The Mighty Ducks. Please welcome Sean Weiss. Sorry, I don't mean to blow you out like that. Uh, I That's my duck call, and I blow it everywhere. I was recently at a convention, and I walk, I was going in past security, and I was blowing it, and the guy looked at me, and he's like, you got to stop that. And I'm like, no, no, I can blow I can do this. I'm getting paid to do this. Yeah. And he goes, by who? Yeah, so this is a real, I get myself in, I get myself into trouble with this thing sometimes. Oh, that's no trouble at all with the duck call. Thank you for joining us, Sean. We are excited to have you on. How have you been? I've been fantastic. Honestly, I, I'm having at the ripe old age of 44. I just turned 44. I'm having the best time of my whole life. I love that. that. Boy. You look good. You sound good. Everyone Thank is so you. happy to see that. And now you're taking Thank to the you. stage and doing stand-up comedy. What motivated you to take this path? Uh, a judge. I met a judge a few years ago, and she said, would you like to uh, get clean or go to jail? And so I said, I'll get clean, please. And then people started telling me that they found my story inspiring. And so I just started telling my story, but like in a funny way. And it just kind of morphed into stand-up comedy. So that's the yeah. kind of material that you like going up there with, more of the story-based kind. You know, I tried going up there with regular stuff and people are like, listen, we want to hear about Goldberg and movie stories. We don't want to hear your take on relationships. So <laughs> I mean, people just want to hear about did I get raped or did I not get raped in jail and what it was like. So that's really I'm I'm kind of forced into being a storyteller. It's only because everyone knows who you are and a whole generation of people who kind of grew up with you. It's I think it's just people that care. And that's what makes it so interesting. It's not yeah, like and you I spent years I got such a crazy up. story. It's like, why not, you know, write, do material about it? Yeah. Like I literally, you know, by the time when I was 16, I had a million dollars. When I was 36, I had a meth pipe and I was living under a bridge in a tent. Right. So that's like a crazy story. That is yeah. So, story. you know, doing airplane humor just seemed like seems like it'd be a waste. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, tell your story. <laughs> that's it. So here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> right, exactly. So you ever get those little peanuts? Aren't those peanuts in the people are just they want more. They want more. They want something deeper from me. That totally and I makes find sense. I'll be honest, I audiences are so supportive like I, I go on stage and I feel like they're rooting for me you know so yeah. it's almost like I can't mess up up there I just talk uh, you know about about you know story things that have happened and and you know it helps I feel uh, much more fulfilled and it's much more meaningful to me when I do talk about 
my addiction and my recovery because then I leave the stage feeling like I delivered a message. You know what I mean? Like I I used my time for something. You're helping for sure. Not every comedian goes up there and spends their time being able to have an impact like that. You you just kind of hope for laughs. But yeah, you get to leave with, you know, knowing that you left a little bit more up there. That's cool. And it's awesome that you feel that from the crowds and get to feel that support. Um, Who have been some of your favorite stand-up comedians? Oh my God, I have so many. You know, I was lucky enough to see uh, Sebastian. I saw him 20 years ago in the club and he was hilarious, but he wasn't famous. So I got to watch him come up. He's uh-huh, been a favorite cool. of mine. I have a guy who I think is the probably the funniest human being on earth. His name is Kirk Fox. You guys know him? He was on uh, Parks and Rec and he's been on a, a million TV shows and uh, he's just super funny. He's one of my favorites. And Cat Williams, if I had to round out my top three. Cat, <laughs> yeah. I don't I think love that very many people have made me laugh as hard as Cat Williams. I love dude. that he owns all of his own specials, too. That's super cool. Yeah, dude. He's a little guy, but he's a pimp as far as his business deals go, right. you know? Yeah. He's right. big timing. That's right. I saw him one time a few years ago at a uh, smoke shop. <laughs> Funny. Imagine me hanging out at a smoke shop. <laughs> Can't and, believe uh, it. <laughs> He walked in and bought about $1,000 worth of merch, like water bongs and pipes, you know, just like marijuana-related devices. And uh, they wanted his, he tried to use his credit card, and they wanted his ID. And he said, ah, never mind. And he took out a roll of cash and paid with cash instead. <laughs> <laughs> you want my motherfucking ID? No, thank you. <laughs> no, he wasn't playing that. Uh, Speaking of just ask anybody here for who I am. That's my idea. No kidding. I can't imagine being just like a third party random shopper in that store and seeing (laughs) Pat Williams and Sean Weiss in there and being like this. Yeah, that's LA, bro. That's that is LA for you. Like I gotta tell you, I go and do these uh conventions, you know, autograph conventions and signings in any other place, and people pay me. For my signature, and I come back to LA, and I people like hand me their keys to valet their car. You know what I mean? It's very strange. I, I have a. It's really weird in LA, and I also have. A, I'm in a very strange category where I am famous but also broke, and that's not a lot of people. That's just child actors and serial killers. It's a very few of us. And uh, like literally, it's a, it's a thing that is odd because you know people recognize me, um, but you know I I'm just at like McDonald's. It's very strange. <laughs> I they had me listed. Uh, they you know the celebrity net worth people. They had me listed. Uh, they had me down for five hundred thousand dollars. Right now, currently is like that <laughs> yeah, was your that's current. Really, well, a few weeks ago. And I called them up and I was like, listen, I'm the guy and whoever's doing your forensic accounting should be fired because he's off by half a million. Fuck that guy. Dude, I don't know any other job. You can be off by half a million and they still keep you on. And so I begged them to please fix that before they fucked up my food stamps. And they did. If you go on and look now, they have me valued at $500. (laughs) Yes. They they fixed the glitch. The celebrity net worth people are listening. They are listening. (laughs) 
You got the IRS up my ass, you guys. That's stage ready stuff. That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> even even as a young man, you had a maturity factor to your comedy. Sometimes in content, but always in timing and body language. Yes. Where did this come from? Was this parental I would, influence? I don't know, I, being I grew from up, the East Coast, like I grew up with older brothers and sisters. Like my closest sibling was my brother, and he was ten years older than me. So I think I just kind of like I was hang, used to hanging around older people. And then I used to like, you know, my comedy influences were like older things like Lucy and the Honeymooners. So I guess kind of a combination of those things, like me sort of doing my version of like 1960s style of a delivery and uh, <laughs> mixed with like my brothers and sisters getting me to flip off adults while driving down the freeway. <laughs> that combination, I think, is what what you're talking about. It works. That's fearless right there. And it has to be some yeah. New Jersey involved. Yes, and a side of Jersey, too. A side of go fuck yourself, for sure. Yes. I miss that, too. I miss that because out in New Jersey, it's go fuck yourself. And it's the same out here, too, but they just smile at you yes. and say nice things. Yes. But it's still go fuck yourself. It's yeah. just not as genuine. That's right. They don't tell you exactly. They're just not honest about it. But now that I know, now that I know the game, I just, you know, it's a lot easier when you, when you, when you know what's up. It totally makes sense with the older siblings and definitely the East Coast factor. And this led to being casted in over 50 national commercials in parts in Pee Wee's Playhouse, Charles in Charge, Webster in The Cosby Show. I heard you saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure in a theater like any other kid, and like two weeks later, you were in the Playhouse on TV. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's that's basically exactly what happened. <laughs> and Crazy. I, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story like what happened that day. So I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Obviously, it blew my mind, mm -hmm. and they told me I was going to go see this guy, and that blew my mind. And I stayed up all night the night before the audition, like I couldn't sleep. You know, I was so excited, and uh, I learned my lines. I had my my scene down pat, and I show up to the audition. And uh, I get into the room, and there's just, there's no peewee. There's like four or five adults and no peewee. And they want me to read the scene with this strange guy who's got a beard and a hat and, you know, <laughs> dressed in shorts. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, 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 I was told I'm going to be here with peewee. And they were like, no, this is, that's peewee. And, you know, he's, a, he's just not in costume. And I'm like, listen, I get it. I'm six years old. But you guys aren't gonna just bullshit me like this, okay? I'm, I came here for Pee Wee. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get Pee Wee. And sure enough, Paul Rubin left. That was his name, in case people don't know. Paul Rubin <laughs> left the room and transformed himself into Pee Wee. Took him over an hour and put you know shaved his beard. Right, real it transformation. It put on him. the suit. Yeah, he put on the wow. suit. He did his makeup for me, for for this little kid, right? Oh. And That's so, the coolest thing I've ever heard. Uh, he comes back in the room, and uh, we did the scene, and it was just, it was just, it went wonderfully. And after we were done, I said, Pee Wee, I gotta tell you, before you were here, some crazy guy was in here telling everybody he was you. <laughs> and Pee Wee goes, Yeah, that was Paul. He does that all the time. <laughs> Oh, and, oh my god. And yeah. so that was uh yeah, yeah. And then he and then he raped me. And so I'm just kidding. He didn't mean to rape me. Listen, I have worked with Cosby. Cosby never touched me. I worked with uh, Ron Jeremy. He never touched me. Michael Jackson didn't even look at me. I'm starting I want to know what I need to do to get molested by one of these legends. I feel like it might have been because I was a fat kid. That might have been why uh, I was kind of like my defense mechanism against the molesters. Um, I, I say I can only say that now because uh, you know Pee Wee's not with us. Uh, he was such a 
a nice, sweet, and warm guy. We had, we shared a birthday, and ever since 1986, he sent me a, a birthday card or wow. something or, or contacted me on every single birthday, and he was like that with everyone, so... Uh, he was he was a big loss to everyone. That is a big loss, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We share some friends with Paul Rubens, and they have the nicest things to say about him as well. Yeah, yeah. There's only one guy that has something bad to say about Pee Wee, and he just picked the wrong movie seat. Yeah. <laughs> just get up and move, guy. Don't you have to make Seriously. a big fuss about it? Seriously. Seriously. I mean, back then you had to go to a payphone to dial nine one one. Jesus, bro. <laughs> He left the spank bank to go outside and make a call. <laughs> Just be in the moment for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, I love it. I love it. That's what we're here for. Your on screen work, always so enjoyable, and your characters still get a lot of love today. Do you have any desire to get back into acting full time? Oh, 100%. 110%. Love yes. it. Yes. I did a movie. Uh, they called me in to do a small part in this movie that was kind of a runaway hit uh, called Jesus Revolution. Yeah. And, yeah, and being on the set for a couple of weeks just really, really made me want to get back in the movie. Because what a job, guys. They literally pay you to just sit on your ass all day. <laughs> You've got to work for maybe a total of 15 minutes between, you know, action and cut. <laughs> And uh, it's just wonderful. Like they, you're, you're getting paid for days you're not even working. They had me in Georgia for like three weeks. I was taking tours and things, getting paid the whole time. <laughs> they rented me a car. I came in. I got a. I, I forgot what it was like. I got in uh, into Georgia or Alabama, or wh wherever it was. Bumblefuck, just bumblefuck <laughs> USA. And I got my plane got in at like two in the morning, and I was looking for the for the driver. Like somebody's got to be here to pick me up, right? And so I frantically start calling the, uh, you know, the, the production assistant whose number I had. And I'm yelling at the guy. I'm like, bro, I'm at the airport and there's nobody here to pick me up. And he's like, Mr. Weiss, there's your, there's a car there waiting for you. Like your own rental car. <laughs> I'm like, why wouldn't you tell, I'm like, why wouldn't you tell me that? He's like, we sent that to you in the email, like five emails. I'm like, oh, okay. The emails I didn't, I, I didn't read. Got it. And, uh, <laughs> but just the fact that they take care of you so well. And, you know, listen, I, I feel, this is all this stuff that happened to me. It wasn't that long ago when I was like on the street. It was like a little over three years ago. That's not a lot of time. And here these people are. They're now handing me the keys to a $50,000 Jeep Cherokee. You know what I mean? Like old habits die hard, guys. I got to say for like five minutes, I was like, maybe I could drive this back to L.A. and just make a run for it. But I got a guy. I, yeah, exactly, dude. Like L.A. is so close to Mexico. But luckily, um, I had flashbacks of the jail cell, and I just didn't, I didn't just go down that road. Good decision. That is uh, one thing about jail is, you know, it's a correctional facility. And I got to say, guys, jail definitely corrected my facility, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. You're making all the right decisions. And they're rebooting or adding sequels to a lot of these movies made in the 80s or 90s. Would you be down to participate in one of these if the opportunity was there? Dude, I would love to get in some uh, heavyweights too. That's oh. you know. I don't see how that's not happening. We It'll happen. We have a synopsis for heavyweights <laughs> too that doesn't suck. It's so true. Um, let one. me guess. Can I try to guess? Yeah, let's hear it. Does it have something to do with fat kids? 
it wouldn't be heavyweights without fat kids. <laughs> I nailed it. I nailed it. <laughs> Let's hear the book. Well, Elevator like, pitch. It's more about the new generation of kids and how they were way lazier than you guys were because they have Netflix and VR, DoorDash. They're watching other kids play video games. It's they're still not, playing video they're not even games. playing the video oh, game. Laziness dude. is on a whole new that's, level. That's what you it have to work with. It took me a fucking hour for that concept to sink in, guys. That shit broke <laughs> my mind. I had to literally watch somebody doing it to believe that that was happening. It's a thing. They're doing it. And they're yeah. getting tipped. People are tipping <laughs> They're getting them. money for it. How These many- kids, are they're making money off all kinds of shit. You know, now they have, like, the cornhole uh, tournaments. Mm, Professional no. tournament on ESPN. <laughs> it's the only sport where the uniform is a wife beater and uh, flip-flops. It's a drinking game. <laughs> yeah. Like, it it is. They were literally. It's like professional beer They literally beer had uh, red sippy cups. <laughs> While they were Game playing play. on ESPN, <laughs> and Game so you got, yeah, the the championship was being uh, broadcast live from one of the guys' grandma's house. I mean, it was big time, <laughs> big time. And then not only cornhole, but just a week ago, I'm in my hotel and I flip flipping around, and on ESPN on a Sunday, professional heavyweight pillow fighting. <laughs> Ooh, that no. sounds fun. <laughs> Dude, have you guys seen this? No. Have you guys seen this? It sounds you like mud wrestling. Is this but... on ESPN, like, the Ocho or, like, ESPN? No, no, regular, regular, no. regular. And these guys are not, it's not like a joke, okay? They're Extreme in, like, boxing gear. Yes, yes. And they've got their, like, pro pillows, and they are <laughs> whacking the fuck out of each other with these pillows. Full of nickels. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, they have the slap fight and slap boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's fun. You can compete with a pillow. I'm not going to bitch out with a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> cornhole. Yes. These are sports we could be a part of here. <laughs> Maybe that's bags. the appeal. You mentioned heavyweights. Like How many times have you been asked about Ben Stiller's role in dodgeball? It's a popular comparison that people make, yeah. I don't know. What's your take on White Goodman actually being Tony Perkis? I don't think it's the I same. Never I, think it's saw, I never saw Dodgeball in its entirety. But from the clips I've seen, I would I would have to agree that it's Perkis with a mustache. <laughs> oh. Could be. I mean, well, yeah, I, I could be wrong. Working with Ben Stiller and so many just other hilarious actors, who is it hardest to keep a straight face with? 100% Ben Stiller. 100%. Oh, my God. I've never I even had... It. Get on the scale. I never even had any kind of problem with anybody, but he was almost impossible to keep a straight. Oh. I can't imagine, especially with his hair and what he his was doing. intensity yeah. and just like Yeah, exactly. Because that's what it was. It was the intensity. You know, because he wasn't doing that part to be funny. He was he would look you in the eye and just be a lunatic. You know what I mean? It was just hilarious. You had like no you could either you would either laugh or shit your pants. And was, those were the only two options. You held it together really well. Thank you very much. I, on the last day of our shoot, it was like a three-month shoot, I walked up to Ben and I, I shook his hand. I said, Mr. Stiller, I got to say, this has been such an overwhelming experience learning from you. Like, thank you just so much, and, and it's been a pleasure. And he said uh, he said to me, what was your name again? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. no. He, was, he was focused on his lines, I guess. I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> ben would do his uh, like right before 
right before the director would call action, he would have weights and he'd be lifting weights right before. So it's when the director said action, he put the weights down and he'd look all pumped up. You know what I mean? Like today they have CGI for that. But, uh, so he would, uh, we, he would take his weights and then right before the action, he'd hand them to somebody. And one of the uh, days we're shooting this scene on like the side of a cliff. And I was the guy he, he decided to hand his weights to. And I almost went rolling down that cliff, I promise you. Wow. I, had, I had a few of the guys uh, step in my path to save me, but I was on my way down that cliff. Wow. Holy crap. The weight's just so heavy coming at you. That's ya. crazy. You get a pump real quick before yeah. he's seen. <laughs> he was so small, but he was so yeah. jacked in that movie. He was just like yeah, he hilarious was. to look at. <laughs> Sean, heads <laughs> up. <laughs> so if you're cast in like a dream role and you get to pick your comedian counterpart, who are you picking? My comedian counterpart? Oh, shit. I used to want to do... Oh, definitely Larry David. I would love to be in a scene on... Curfew. Great answer. That would be hilarious. Oh, good one. Such good, like, opposite Fortune. chemistry. That's funny. I did a show on YouTube. It was called um, Why Not Weiss? And it was basically, you know, I was inspired by, by Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the premise of my show was basically, like, it was Curb Your Enthusiasm, but if Larry was broke... <laughs> you know it'd be a whole different show right so yeah, that's yeah. kind of what my show is like you have ties to disney and they have some recent controversial news disneyland or i think it's disney world the one in florida hmm. they were fighting the state in the efforts to have the drinking age lowered to 18 and ended up getting it removed <laughs> altogether <laughs> what? So, yeah. so if you thought what? chasing your kids around Disneyland wasn't bad enough, from now on, you could be chasing your drunk kids around <laughs> Disneyland. Legally. It's a real you, thing. Have you heard about this? No. If there's no drinking age now at Disneyland? No, Disney World. Disney World. Yes. Oh, the Disney one in World. Florida. Yes. No, to leave, you have a wristband. And to leave, you have to like get it. You have to blow a certain amount. And if you don't, then a van comes <laughs> To take a Disney van takes you to the nearest <laughs> wherever. Aren't they worried about people puking on the rides? That would seem to be the big problem. It does problem. not seem to be. That's a concern exactly what I think all. of. Can you get yeah, a DUI that on the teacups? Like <laughs> <laughs> we'll have two kids margaritas, and I'll try a pint of that Beauty and the Yeast. Oh <laughs> uh, shit, that's a good one, bro. <laughs> They, they might hear that in Los Angeles out here somehow. I don't yeah, know. Like you know, that. yes. You're... Sometimes, sometimes people tell the same jokes. You know what I mean? I hear that. I, I hear that. <laughs> oh, it's made with our in-mouse vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mickey. I can't believe that news. I mean, that's just wild. That's crazy. That? Mickey Mouse forties? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Next, Mickey's. they'll just Mickey's. be Mickey's. Kids walking yes. around. <laughs> Everyone's walking around with kids. It's, it's black and white forties, baby. <laughs> that's funny. Well, it is now October. What we call Crunchtober around here. We have to bring up the Ween or at least some horror movies. Sean, do you have a favorite scary movie? Dude, there's a movie called People Under the Stairs. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. You remember that movie? I do oh, yeah. remember buddy, that movie. My buddy Brandon was in that movie. And that movie, like, I guess it was because I was younger. It just scared me. You know what I mean? It put, it's like, a terror in me. Yeah, exactly. Brandon. So I guess I would have to say that Brandon Adams, he was, yes, uh, in the Sandlot and with you yeah, and yeah. Uh, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
that's right. And then there is also another one um, recently. Oh man, this is gonna hurt because I can't remember. It's the uh, it's by that new horror director that's like directing all the good ones. But it's like the one where like the Dude, little girl. Yeah the other guy it's mm. the little girl like they show that quick shot of like her head getting knocked off by the uh by the tree stump you know that one? hereditary hereditary yeah, yeah. fucking shit that <laughs> shot right there oh yeah. my god that's Crazy. a good one that's a doozy a lot of people would agree yeah. with you on that and then also the Candyman series is also creeped me the fuck yes. out including oh, yes. the last one original did it for me that vo- tony todd was everything for me like yeah, oh. agree, totally agree. agree tony todd you think Candyman was the best horror franchise of all time? I mean, I don't know if I would call it horror, right? Like, that's, like, just creepy, scary. Um, I don't know. I, I Yeah, I don't know if that's a... Uh, I, I don't know if... It, probably Friday the 13th. I was I had gonna say, a franchise. I was betting on you to say that because of the hockey mask. Really? Yeah. Hey, I, <laughs> hey! See, that's a subconscious connection because I wasn't even thinking that. You're a, you're a mentalist, bro. Um, but uh, also, in an interesting segue, I'm actually, uh, I just did a part in a horror movie. You did. I don't want to give away, the, yeah, I don't want to give away the ending, but uh, somebody gets chopped to bits and pieces. What? I'll just leave it like that. Right. Is that a first? That is definitely a first. That's awesome. Sure. That yeah. is oh awesome. Oh my God, I love this. It's- yeah, and it was a blast to shoot because there was just blood everywhere and gore, <laughs> and yeah, it was just hours and hours of just getting chopped up. That's incredible. Yeah. Cannot spoiler, wait to learn more. <laughs> you mentioned Brandon. We had on Marty York, who played Yaya on The Sandlot, and we had discussed a hypothetical that at the time of shooting, who would win in a brawl between the cast of The Mighty Ducks and the cast of The Sandlot, and he hesitated. Oh, so we told him yeah. that they could keep Brandon, and he felt pretty good about that. <laughs> Wait, they could keep Brandon or we could keep Brandon? No, they got to keep Brandon to make it more of a fair fight. And I got to say, even with Brandon, I I think you guys have this. You're going to fuck them up. I think you have 60 seconds or less, whether on sand or ice. (laughs) I'm going to give you the gayest possible answer, but it's the reality, right? The Sandlot guys are like, they see each other and they're like, hey, fuck you, fuck you. And the Duck guys, we're like, we love each other. Right. So we're like a group of lovers and they're a group of fighters. So I don't even know that we would engage. They would have to really, really rustle our feathers. And then I would just say that Fulton and Portman, I mean, it, it, like, is it even Bash a question? They, would just say, yeah. like, no. they can take all nine of those guys by no themselves. Quick. That's why you have the Bash yeah, Brothers. Dude. Timmy and Tommy Small. Thompson got nothing on no. the Bash Brothers. Exactly. They're children compared to those men. <laughs> that is That's true. That's a good point. The Ducks now, are more the about love. Are the like are the Sandlot guys? Are they allowed to use bats? No. If you guys are no. allowed your blades, yeah, you could stab <laughs> them with a blade. Yeah. If, if this you're fight like... is over before it began. <laughs> this is a duck victory for sure. Now this sounds like duck four to me. This does sound like D four immediately. <laughs> Think we can talk Disney into it? <laughs> no, no, they're not taking my phone calls these days. You get all the guys back for D four, but we were talking about how a D four could work earlier. Yeah, and, and we were stopped because Disney owns the rights to the characters, and they just wouldn't be into it. But obviously, you could have like a intramural barley, yeah, where everyone kind of just slowly gets back into the it. The boys are back, yeah. and and the twist like is that. you're no longer the goalie. 
Alright, okay, let me look at now, these. Now you're, now you're an enforcer. Positions before. Now I'm the enforcer? Alright. You're gonna fly that um, V all the way in. <laughs> I think what you have is interesting. I've had an idea for a while that, um, you know how back in the 90s, they used to do like, uh, like fantasy camps? You know, like you could go play baseball with the 1969 Mets and shit, yeah, or you could yeah. go on a cruise ship. Rockstar so I was thinking it'd be funny yeah, I was thinking it'd be funny if uh, a bunch of rich guys like paid to do a fantasy camp with the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so many people and would pay like, for that. Yeah, they would. Yeah, you know, like, but but I mean, that's that's the storyline for the movie, and like we kind of get to you know come out of retirement just to kind of play these guys, and we show up to find out that the guys that have paid to do the fantasy camp. Are the Hawks? Uh, and now oh, of course, there has to be competition. Yeah. You got to beat someone, so they bring back the of Hawks. Course. I love it. It's the adult. They're they're adults, and they're mad. They're mad for they've been mad for thirty years. Yeah, they need vengeance. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. a little rusty at first. We have to like a montage to yeah. get like back in the groove. I and, can you know. see it. The back to coming of age. Tale. Yes. D four. Y'all, this is great. Emil, you can see Coach Bombay show us trying to convince him to take a COVID test. <laughs> you said this was a comedy show. Very much so. I'm going to get fucking canceled for this shit. No. No. And while we're yeah. on the Ducks, I heard you were supposed to play a different part in the first Mighty Ducks movie. Only had one line, but you got a bigger role out of it. Is that true? That is true. I was supposed to play a, and it took uh, an Eskimo character that was named a Tuk. And what? the Eskimo. No. Yeah, it's like some old uh, character that's kind of been around for a while. It's a Tuk the Eskimo, and they've been trying to make this movie about this guy for years. And every time they get ready to make the movie, the person they have signed on to make it dies. And this oh, is like, no. according what? to the to the yeah, according to the lore, it's like. John uh, Belushi was signed on. John Candy was signed on. Uh, Chris Farley was signed on. Um, who else? Just think Whoa. of like the fat big people that died, and they were all signed on. If you look at YouTube, you can see like they do a story about it. So it's just Whoa. like creepy, right? Super creepy. And so, um, but yeah, that was the uh, character that, uh, that I was supposed to play originally. And then after our hockey camp, they just got to know us, you know, a little better. And I, I guess they figured. It'd be easier to get me to act like myself than to act like an Eskimo. So they just. <laughs> I'm so glad the part of, of the yeah. whole chain. Yeah. From a one line Eskimo to the poster child for live action Disney films in the 90s, it's a nice turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, that is, that is a nice bit of luck there. And um, what else was I going to say? I forgot I was going to say about that. Sorry. Brain fart. No, that is insane about the. The curse of the Atuk, the, the oh urban gosh. urban legend right, yeah. about that role. That glad of, you didn't have to play it. Kind of blew I know, my mind. Right like now. thank God, like it was like all meant to be. That you're just like Goldberg and what a better role, and it's just for everything in life. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have hated to have to been cursed. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> well, what do you think is more challenging when filming an ensemble full of child actors, managing the kids or the parents? <laughs> good question i mean probably the parents to be honest seriously you know? i know some of these moms are more of a handful than their kids that i mean that's true dude like i don't know what i don't know how it gets like like uh it just you know the parents in most cases are the ones who like gets the kid into it right so 
I guess a lot of the times the parent really wanted wants to do it more than the kid. Yeah. Luckily for me, that wasn't really my case because as soon as I did like a commercial, I caught the bug immediately. And I really wanted to do it. I, so I wanted to work. So my mom was kind of like, I could never find that bitch. I was like, where is she? <laughs> and then, she was off somewhere. I think she was a, I think she used to gamble. So she'd be off like, at the casino or something. I don't know. And, you know, I didn't even know I was mad at her until she, after she died. I had a girlfriend and she was like, don't you think it was, it was, uh, it sucked that your mom would like purposely make you obese. So you would like get roles in Hollywood. Stop. I was like, you know what? That is fucked up. That's that is really so fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah. Like, that's some bullshit, dude. Uh, and I, I didn't even get a chance to, like, tell her to go fuck herself while she was alive. I'm just kidding. That's, I, know that's just a joke. I know you're kidding. I'm definitely kidding. My mom was the best. My mom was the best. <laughs> Which ensemble of young actors got into more mischief, ducks or heavyweights? Heavyweights, 100%. I mean, there were some kids in heavyweights. Yeah, there's some kids in heavyweights that aren't in the final version of heavyweights. So I'll put it to you like that. Oh, they got totally cut? Anyone we know? 100%. Uh, anyone you know, I mean, like, if you knew their, if I said their names, maybe I don't think I should say their names though. Sure, that's no, that's you just don't have to. But they got in trouble. Yeah, just Whoa. yeah, like got in trouble and just got like fired off the movie for just like hijinks. And then like you got to imagine, these are guys that like they might not even have been the instigators, but you can't fire the main people. You got to fire somebody. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It was, we did a lot of uh, golf cart hijacking and um, <laughs> general, general, just like uh, you know, bad shit. Boys yeah. being boys. Oh, that exactly. <laughs> so uh, diet vandalism of all the the people that you work light, with. Light, light vandalism. <laughs> Nothing that would like make the newspaper or anything. Of all the guys that you've worked with, who's the most fun offset? Who's the most fun offset? Um, I don't know. It's we were just talking about Brandon, and he and I were always real close. Offset, we always got. He was always great to hang out with, and um, I don't know. He jumps out like, uh, you know, when you're working with uh, these movie people, usually they're like a lot of like really special people. You know, like all those kids that were the Mighty Ducks, like got cast out of thousands of kids because there there was something really special about them. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're just. It was just. I was just fortunate to be around a bunch of great people. That's a good group. Yeah, for sure. And we're like, you know, all friends now as adults. And I don't really have that much living family. So the ducks really are the people I know the longest on this earth. Yeah. Are y'all still hear. close? Yeah, we get together. We see each other at events. And we'll, we'll always, like, we don't have to talk for a year and we'll see each other. And, you know, it'll be like yesterday type thing. That's cool. That's exactly that. how it should be. Well, we yeah. like to play a game on every episode and include our guest as well. Our Crunchtastic R&D department came up with something tastefully inappropriate for you. <laughs> okay. There's been a number of hockey players throughout time with really strange names. And if you'll indulge <laughs> us, I'd like to list some names and see if you could distinguish the hockey players from the adult film stars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to let right. you know I'm pretty well-versed in both areas. I'm betting on Sean. So <laughs> All right, let's did, do this. We'll see you. Did they puck or did they? Well, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is puck or fuck? I love yeah. it. Yeah. Good. All right, puck or fuck. First one up, Ron Tugnut. Stop. 
Oh, come on. I mean, obviously a hockey player. That's a hockey player. You had to get the goalie. (laughs) And that's modern day times, 87 to 2004. That's impressive. We're off to a good start. (laughs) We're off to a good start. Okay, next up. I hope they get harder. (laughs) I love it. Woody Johnson. I mean, he's got to be a porn star, right? Two for two. Wow. Okay, he's on a roll. He's stopping all of these. That could have that could have gone either way. What do you think? That could have really gone either could've. way. It could have. Yeah. How about Harry Dick? <laughs> I feel like this is a trick. I do too. Mm-hmm. Can you read the pronunciation one more time? Harry Dick. <laughs> no, is it is it Harry it Dick or Harry Dick? <laughs> you, can you spell it for me? <laughs> Country I need a of origin, please. <laughs> Yeah, will you spell it for me? Will you spell Harry for I me? Cannot, Harry. I cannot spell okay, it Okay, I'm going to go porn star then. Oh, we got him. Yeah. Yes. Hockey player. Wow. Played, but in your defense, he only played a few games in the NHL back in the 40s for the Chicago Blackhawks. Wait a second. That's a hockey player? It's a hockey player. Fuck. I knew that was a trick, bro. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. How about Corey Pecker? Hockey player. Yeah. That's a hockey pain. player. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he currently plays in Austria. He's a former oh, former Calgary not, Flames not, draft pick. Not a popular jersey though. No, not a popular jersey. Flame Pecker isn't yeah. a popular one. Flair's got Nobody three. Nobody wants, <laughs> wants to walk around with a pecker on their back. No. What about Richard Cheese? Think Dick, this, think Dick this cheese? one through. No, like <laughs> Dick Cheese. Who does Richard that? Cheese. This has got to be a hockey player. Dick Cheese. That's a porn star. It is. It's, oh it's Richard, Richard Cheese. That's a Mister. porn star. Mr. Richard Doctor. Vomit. Doctor Dickery. All right. I, I got to say, I'm so disappointed in myself that I got some of these wrong. I am so pleased with myself yeah. that you have gotten some of these wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last one. This is for all the marbles here <laughs> Dick Duff. Dick Duff is a hockey player. Got it. Yeah. So many dicks yes. in hockey. A lot of dicks in yes. hockey. <laughs> <laughs> he was a forward was a... in the NHL from '54 to '72. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. on the dick. Dick Duff. And is that uh, is that how, is that that was Hillary's grandpa, right? I think so. <laughs> now, how in the world did you f- compile this list? It's in the department. Put it in the man hours. I guess it's like asking a magician how he does his tricks. It's true. No, it's all right. It's it's hours and hours on Pornhub. And (laughs) we have a whole team of people just sore as hell. Yeah. (laughs) If Jurgens wants to throw us a sponsorship, we would certainly stroke with him. (laughs) That's good. That was fun. Thank you for doing that, Sean. Yeah, that was a good time. Yes, sir. Will your uh, will your tour bring you through Phoenix anytime soon? I don't have a date there, but I will. And so, if people would please stay tuned on my Instagram, which is just my name at Sean Weiss, I always put my like tour dates up there. And when I do, and if I'm in your city, please come out and show some love. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Of course, you will. And there are some great clubs here. Stay tuned. On yes. Sean is coming to a stage near you. You can keep up to date with his tour schedule at SeanWeiss.com. And just like he said, you can follow Sean on IG and X at Sean Weiss. Sean, we are so happy. Everything is going well for you. You set such Thank a good example guys. for so many others. We will continue to root for you and hope we get the Thank opportunity so to hang much. again soon. Yeah, it was fun, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Sean. Appreciate so much, you. Sean. Have a good week. You're awesome. 
Thanks, John. <coughs> Goldberg. Hey, Goldberg. What a sweet fellow. Thank you very much, Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah. Um, I was expecting him to be that sweet. I wasn't expecting him to be that funny. He was hilarious. He's he really like yeah. getting his comedic chops, and he came ready. Oh, I'd love to see him on stage. Yeah, he's in shape right now. Yeah, you can tell. He's, he's feeling it. It's good. It makes my soul happy to hear yes. him doing well. And you have to be with it to do comedy and to come oh, up yes. with jokes, yeah. to have come up with funny jokes, to come up with jokes quickly. And you could tell that he's in a good place mentally. And yes. I think that there's just a whole generation of us who are so happy rooting to hear that him. and just I hope he comes to Phoenix. We're totally going. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That Getting would be great. No, we should have him back on to promote the show yep. and kind of do the thing. D4. <laughs> Hopefully coming to theaters D your way. Great ideas. Yeah. For D4. That was fun. Kind of uh, chewing on some yeah. ideas. <laughs> that was great. New Dream Car giveaway over at 8080. In addition to the 15% off you get for using code Crunchy, every dollar you spend gets you entered in for a chance to win a brand new Lamborghini plus $60,000 in cash. You do not want to miss out. Nor do you want to forget to check out SomethingCrunchy.com where you'll find every episode, our links on social media, and the Almighty Crunch Store where you'll find all kinds of crunchy gear showing that you are about citizen of Crunch Nation. Join us every Friday night at 10 o'clock on 97.3 The Rattler or find us wherever you get your podcast. This has been another episode of Something Crunchy, and as always... Don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. Be crunchy to one another. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. All episodes can be found at somethingcrunchy.com and on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Do that to me again.